Morning, 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 Monday morning, here we go again. It's the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks, and it's podcast number 129 today, if you really cared. I hope you had a nice, you didn't, I hope you had a nice weekend, and I hope it was as good as that Italian guy's Eurovision. Um, Lots of things going on, obviously we have the Spring Flower Show, Spring Essentials, Great to have an event, despite some of the weather, great to have an event. There was also a big cycle due on around Harrogate yesterday that set off yesterday morning from the Army Foundation College. And I know lots and lots and lots of people were involved in that as well. Now, today, we're talking to somebody who organises lots of events. So let me get this right. This I've had to write this down. We've got Sammy Lambert as our special guest. She is the Business Development Charity and Volunteer Manager of Harrogate and District NHS Foundation. Trust. That job title is just about long enough. So I'm only going to say that once. We're talking to Sammy on Zoom in just a minute or two. We're talking a bit about the pandemic and, and what it's been like in the NHS over recent times because it's been so, so tough, but everybody's been so resilient. But also talking about how we can get involved and support one or two local initiatives and fundraising has, has really been hit by the lockdowns and the, the pandemics. And we'll talk through all of that with Sammy in a minute or two. And then tomorrow on our podcast, we've got a special guest Matthew who is the new bid manager and I think there's a load of questions I mean first of all the first question I'm going to ask Matthew tomorrow Matthew Chapman the first question I'm going to ask is what does a bid manager do what is the Harrogate bid and what does it do so we're going to talk a bit about that we're going to talk about the future of Harrogate Town Centre we're going to talk about some of the plans to entice us all to spend more time in town and some of the things beyond just the the day-to-day shopping and things that we hope to see in Harrogate Town Centre over the coming months as well so Matthew's our special guest tomorrow on the podcast and you know if you hit subscribe you can get this podcast automatically you don't have to keep coming back to our website to look for it so have a look at that meanwhile on with today's guest here comes sammy lambert so um will you will you tell me a bit about about yourself and 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 your story first yeah absolutely so i joined the nhs in 2007 um, and my role was as a podiatrist i trained for three years at the university of huddersfield um, and my absolute passion was about making people um, feel better helping with their health um, and it was really the impact that a podiatrist had with my brand really um, to see that was the difference between her getting out and about seeing friends maintaining her health and well-being and actually having some social independence um, and if the podiatrist wasn't able to visit she couldn't do that and the impact on her was huge so she was the main inspiration between me going down that clinical route um, and I worked until the last four years as a podiatrist um, worked my way up um, became podiatry team lead for Scarborough Whitby and Rydale and that was employed by Harrogate District Hospital um, and it was fantastic and then four years ago an opportunity came up um, and I went for it as business development manager for the trust at HGFT um, and was successful um, really enjoyed the challenge um, I missed the clinical work to start with um, and actually now I keep my registration up and still registered as a health and care profession council podiatrist um, but I really enjoy the corporate role that I do um, and very much value the clinical foundations that I've built on from that. And what you do now it's so important I mean you've sort of seen both sides I suppose haven't you but, but I suppose you've seen in the first part of your career how important what you do now is. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's that difference that you can make to people and to teams as well. So leadership and is a massive passion of mine. Um, I'm a big football fan, so I've always tried to use um, what I've learned and read about regarding football's kind of crisis management, isn't it, in terms of that um, on the pitch for 90 minutes. So it's how you bring together a team and how um, leadership can really inspire people. And you don't have to be in a formal management role to be a leader. Um, so nurturing cultures and teams is something. And I, I really believe in if we can make work a really happy place for people, um, then they will treat people um, to the point where you have a bigger investment in them and their healthcare as well. You know, you know yourself, if you're happy doing something, you give more of you to it. So for me, it's about creating a culture where the team's really happy motivated um, and I often ask people why do you work and if the sole reasons for money generally people aren't in healthcare because it I very much believe it's a vocation you do it because you want to make a difference um, and you want to help people everybody needs to pay the bills but ultimately it's about making a difference absolutely and it's been I mean it's been such a year I mean where to start mm -hmm. on the on the pandemic but appreciation levels are probably higher you know from from um, those of us who've watched on the sidelines and you know the public's appreciation is high but the but the the job that that's been there and the pressure and and the fact that it's been it's been so so continuous hasn't it that it's been a, a real real slog and only really in the past couple of months have we suddenly seen a bit of light at the end of the tunnel how has it been for everyone sammy um, I think the clinical teams have been under huge pressures, um, as you'll be aware of, but I think as well, speaking from a corporate perspective, there are sort of hidden functions within the NHS that are so important that, and they're absolutely integral to making the NHS function as it does. And certainly no one in my team ever signed up for what they did in the last year. They were doing all sorts of things and everybody, it is really like a second family and we talk about it that way and everybody mucks in, everybody pulls together. And for me, it was really reassuring that to Together, we achieve so much and help so many people in one of the worst times that people can imagine working together we came together as a family we were supported amazingly by volunteers and the community and, and it, it was really special to feel that everyone was behind us um, and that we weren't alone on that but I was absolutely I'm always incredibly proud of, of the people I work with but really proud of the team um, that I led during that time because every single one of them stepped up um, higher than they already do and they went over and above and they absolutely delivered over and above everything that was asked of them and it's it's so interesting when you talk about vocation because because absolutely it is vocation and there's been such a need obviously during a, a pandemic when when you know health has been on the top of everybody's minds but it's it's intense isn't it yeah yeah, absolutely. And um, the team that we have um, work at pace regularly and we never quite know what's going to happen. We can have a plan and then you can have a donor that rings in really generously, like like happened in the pandemic and said, oh, we've got seven and a half thousand Easter eggs for you. Are you happy to accept them for staff? And that was fantastic. And I remember saying, oh, brilliant. Thank you so much. When will they be arriving? And I wasn't expecting them to stay in the next hour. So then we had to really quickly come up with a plan to move them um, and, and then sort that out. So brilliant elements of generosity and help um, for all of the staff across the footprint of HGFT um, and it, it was really lovely that people were getting behind us and helping and supporting. And have there been lots of lessons then as well that, that have sort of been taken on? Have there been things that, that people have come away with a bit of reflection now where, where people have kind of stepped back and thought oh well actually reviewing this now 
there are there are some things that could change or, or should stay changed yeah I think from from my own personal perspective the lessons that we've learned as a team is actually um working hard is really important and we do that regularly but we've got to look after each other and we do that anyway but you know we were coming into an environment where people were worried about themselves and their families at home as well as doing a job as well and for me it's about looking after each other and if you've got a culture that cultivates sort of nurturing and, and team building and, and people feel trusted in that and safe in that environment and um, I think that's really important and I think one of the biggest lessons is that it is okay not to be okay um, and it, it's about flagging that up with the teams and making sure it's a safe environment where people can voice that and I think as a leader as well I, you know my team absolutely backed me and, and they are fantastic um, and it was a privilege to work with them and still is but it was really nice to know that actually you didn't always have to have that brave face and I'm well known for having bright lipstick on and what have you but there were days when they, they'd say you didn't sparkle quite as much as you normally do and it, it was good knowing that that was a safe environment for me as a leader there as well and community That's, spirit as well is, is huge yeah absolutely yeah. it's really interesting all that stuff and it's great it's very very good to hear it's great to hear and community spirit well i mean that leads us on really i mean i mean people hopefully listening to this today we, we can tell them some ways that they can get involved yeah. and, and and actually i suppose i suppose what what we're going to move on to talk about now is it's a bit more than just saying that we that we appreciate yeah. what goes on in the health service. We're actually, we've got some ways that, that people can can do a bit, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we really recognise and know is in last year, funds were coming in far more um, regularly and in higher amounts than they are now. And one of the reasons is probably because people have now sort of the world starting to open up again. So disposable income that couldn't be spent is now being able to um, be spent on things like going out, socialising, entertainment, that kind of thing as well. So we have absolutely seen that our level of income is, is reducing compared to where it was last year. Um, and I think obviously people's incomes have been affected as well. So people can get involved from a number of different ways. So people can write um, checks and donate and they can do that. And we're really grateful of that. They can also do things that benefit not just us as a trust and a charity but also themselves so um, the stepping up challenge has been fantastic um, and we've had some really good stories about how not only has that made an impact to us as a charity but to them as people they've got to meet new people uh, they've got different interests and actually they've become fitter um, and our first stepping up challenge we did that it runs over three months because we know there's evidence if you can sustain something for three months actually it then becomes a habit which is a really good one and there's some healthy camaraderie in there as well which is lovely and can you just give us a bit of the background on this stepping Absolutely. up challenge then for people who've not heard about it yeah so our first stepping up challenge was launched um for, from the first of april and it runs for three months and it covers the footprint of hdft so we have services in the north so it's eight hundred and ten thousand steps um, just over is what we need to do one lap at the footprint and what we asked is for people to do as many steps as they possibly can to help to see how many times we can go around our footprint and it doesn't have to be going out for a walk it can be a normal daily life and you can just say how many steps you've done um, and it's 20 pounds there's still time to get involved as well um, we've got leaderboards we've got teams there's a private Facebook group you can join as well which is great and we run photo competitions on there as well um, that our steppers take while they're out and about 
Um, and what's been great is there's some highly competitive individuals that are really fit and active, but there's also, for me, um, seeing people that actually weren't and they're really improving their health and well-being. Um, I did a lot of running previously. Um, I was always the last at PE to be chosen um, to be on a school team. And somebody said to me a few years ago, you'll never run a marathon, you'll never run. Um, and I got kicked out of a running club. So I'm quite a determined person. So I joined a, an affiliated running club, became a running coach and ran three marathons in a year and absolutely saw the benefit of that. Yeah, um, can, I just, can I just pause a sec? Who gets kicked out of a running club? Somebody we? like me that goes to a beginner's running what, club what thinks it's the beginner's and it's not. Because you were too good or too bad? No, it was too slow. <laughs> So when it said beginners running club, I thought it was for people that didn't run and could join, but it, it wasn't quite that. It was for people that, you know, ran about 10, 11 minute mile, which I couldn't run for five minutes. Oh, sorry, Sammy, I didn't realise people could get kicked out of a, of a yeah, run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And some running clubs are like that. And I, I joined one in York called Sweat Equity. And actually, it's full of excellent runners. There's some brilliant people there that run 30, 40 miles every Saturday and Sunday. Um, and a marathon's just not long enough for them. But they welcomed me with open arms and they set a challenge. Um, and actually, I became one of their run leaders. Um, but 18 months ago, I had an accident. I slipped on the ice and um, dislocated my ankle and had to have surgery. So I'm getting back to running. It's taking a long time. But the impact of activity on your mental health and well-being is absolutely huge. So we're trying to get people involved in our stepping challenge, not only to donate funds, but actually to really have a positive impact on themselves. Absolutely. And the 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 stepping challenge, then obviously it can it can work as a as a, um, a short walk if you're if you're doing. Yep. Bit of walking around even even if your job takes you it doesn't have to be running does it no no it can just be out and about walking it can be just walking doing your housework in your flat anything like that we've got and um, some lovely people that are quite elderly doing this challenge and actually they're trying to walk around um in their flats and areas and what have you just to try and increase their well-being so it's absolutely fantastic and we do have a really exciting challenge launching on the first of july you're the first to hear about this yvonne will be telling me off for launching it with you as an exclusive but uh, if you keep your eyes open that's something that's not just about steps it's about distance and there's a number of different ways you can cover that um, and that will be done over a four-week period and we need everybody's help on that to try and really increase that so we're really looking forward to that as well all right is that as much as you can tell us for now? that's as much as i can say apart from you'll get an amazing medal um which if you've already got our first medal that's great because they'll fit together um and yeah it's really exciting coming but it'll be launched probably next week as well so you've heard it here first oh very good oh well keep us keep us posted please sammy and and you know these kind of challenges Mm. feedback that you get from people who who take part um what what are the things that people really really like about about doing the challenge is it is it the cause or is it is it the sort of you know the kind of routine of, of yeah. being healthy I think it's the cause but it's also the routine and it's the fact that actually you've made a commitment to yourself and your peers and you're actually going to do something and really commit to that and I've got a really lovely um just a quote that was actually um, written here and it, it says I'm really sure that completing the challenge that you set us over a longer period has actually turned it from a challenge into a lifestyle change for me I feel really grateful to have been inspired by you and others to give this challenge a go so it's just really nice to hear that and I think as well if people are office based um, it's about getting up and moving and we know as a nation we need to move more um, we need to be healthier um, and that can only be a positive thing as well and, and people have missed a bit of connection haven't they you know yeah groups as well 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's having that social interaction with people as well, um, while doing something that benefits the charity that invests in the local NHS. And also, um, you can do something that changes your lifestyle for the better as well. You can get out and about, meet new people. Yeah, absolutely. And what else have you planned for over the summer? So over the summer, we've got our uh, summer barbecue. So on the 29th of August, tickets will be going on sale soon. Um, and that will be a fantastic day. Um, we can guarantee everyone will have a great day. I can't guarantee the sunshine, but we've got a plan B if it does rain. Um, so included in the ticket price will be um, a barbecue and strawberries and cream, which we're really excited about. Um, and we'll have some donkeys for the children, face painting. We'll have loads of different things, some live music there as well. And we're really grateful to um, Harrogate Railway who are allowing us to hold that there down at their ground so we're really super excited about that so works well on its way for that planning event well i hope the bank holiday in august is going to be so yeah. we are not accepting anything other no, than sunshine um yeah. sammy it's great to hear about all of this if people listening to this want to find out a bit more what, what's the best place for them to go to so they can have a look at our website which is hhcc.co.uk uh, they can also follow us on social media as well um, and if you pop us into search engines um harrogate hospital and community charity we'll come up there and you can see us great stuff thank you so much yeah. for your time. no problem thank you So big thanks to Sammy Lambert for being our special guest today. And I'm sure we're going to be hearing lots more about all the different initiatives that we can get involved with over the summer to support Harrogate and District NHS Foundation Trust. Loads of good stuff going on there. Also lots of good stuff going on with Harrogate Bid and the new bid manager, Matthew Chapman, is going to be our guest on tomorrow's Your Harrogate podcast sponsored by Hacks. And you can find out more at yourharrogate.co.uk in the meantime, have a lovely day.